Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. The second of two races from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca for the 2023 Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. What a weekend we have had and we will finish our race coverage uh, with the second live race. We're on the left-hand coast of the United States of America, just up from uh, the seaside itself, on a circuit that has been bathed in history down through the years. Two and a quarter miles, 11 corners, Andretti hairpin, the first major braking area, onto the dry lake bed itself. Then you're climbing up the rear hull straight to the corkscrew. Get it wrong at your peril. And we saw action there this morning. Um, We'll tell you a little bit more about that in a moment. Then it's all the way downhill to the finish. Turn 11 is a good overtaking uh, spot to be able to make up some positions on the inside. So we'll see a bit of defensive driving there as well when we get to the business end of the race. The cars are in the pit lane. And I'm delighted to say that joining me, John Heindorf, in the booth is Nick Tandy. Nick, welcome to the broadcast. Hello, John, and hello, everyone. Uh, Good to have your company. Uh, Have you had a good weekend, first of all? Fantastic weekend. Yeah. The sun has come out for us on Sunday, uh, just in time for Carrera Cup racing, which is fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I've been able to drive around in some special machinery. Uh, We managed to... Uh, overpower, let's say, the 919 hybrid, which I was running yesterday for some demonstration laps. And unfortunately, it's not running today, which kind of cancels out my, my fun for today. But I get to join you and uh, hopefully watch another cracking Carrera Cup race that we saw this morning. Just before we look at the highlights from this morning, when was the last time you drove a Carrera uh, Cup car in anger? Uh, about three weeks ago, testing ah, at Donington Park in the UK. That's handy. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can g- grab some insight during uh, during the broadcast. Right. Well, I'll be leaning on you quite heavily. As I, the last time I drove a Carrera Cup car was back in the 996 days. I only did it once at Brands Hatch. As we've been mentioning, it is the second race of the weekend. We had, well, a little bit of controversy at the start of the race early this morning. Let's see how it all played out here at Rensport 7 at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Top of the race, pretty decent start by Will at the front of the field but it all went wrong at the top of the hill and the corkscrew as there was a coming together between our champion elect and the pole sitter Will Martin dropping down through the field. Alex Sedgwick having a great battle through the race with Michael McCarthy in the Kelly Moss racing car. No quarter asked or given between those two. And then they went side by side into turn four. Sedgwick pulled out of the gravel, unfortunately not for the other car. Brand new winner. Congratulations to Tom Sargent, the fourth winner this season and the first for him and McElray Racing. Brilliant stuff earlier on. Riley Dickinson, part of that incident, Nick, at the top of the corkscrew. One of the few, in fact, that might be the first mistake I've seen him make this year. Uncharacteristic contact there through him. Clearly, we're not saying that it was deliberate, but the sort of thing that you can get caught up in on on cold tyres at the start of a race? Well, especially this morning, and there was a, a single dry line at the start of the race. It cleared up a bit towards the end. But, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was tough for all the guys, I think, to, to pick the braking point on cold tyres up at the corkscrew, and the two cars went side by side. Both came out with, with broken steering, uh, which is, you know, a, a shame. But, yeah, I mean, what a great, what a great season from Riley this, this year. Um, actually, John, the, the one thing I noticed, the starting grid has changed since qualifying. Mm. So, 
that that's because you can reset the grid on your fastest lap in the race and the race conditions this morning were way better than when we qualified yesterday. Shay Adam is standing by in the pit lane as we're coming round to start the clock at least for this second race of the weekend. Good afternoon, Shay. Good afternoon, John, and welcome to the booth. Nick, happy to give up my seat for you for this race. A couple of things I noticed when the cars were stage ready to go out for their outlap. There's a lot of scratches on the front, particularly if the two lead cars, Will Martin and Alex Sedgwick, battle wins from this morning's racing. But there was a lot of discussion in between between the green flag this morning and the green flag this afternoon, because even though the green flag is going to start now, the car is still one more lap behind the safety car. There was a lot of driving that wasn't up to our normal standards, and the drivers have taken the task. So a lot of these drivers are effectively on a morning probation at this point, where if they drive cleanly for race number two, no further action. But if there's incident, we might see some penalties coming up for the final round of the championship in Shay, Adam down in the pit lane. The cars have come through and we have actually started the race. Uh, and we'll go through the grid for you. Uh, Will Martin on pole position from Alex Sedgwick in second. So the two JDX t racing twins on the front front row. Riley Dickinson starts from third again with Tom Sargent, this morning's winner, alongside him on row two. Sean Varwick for Kelly Moss and Jason Hart are on row three with Michael McCarthy and Jimmy Libre on row four. Dan Clark and Travis Wiley are on row five and they make up the top ten all pros. If we look to the pro-am and the am classes, Efren Castro, uh, champion-elect provisionally, in 17th position for Kelly Moss in the blue and red number 65. Uh, PJ Hyatt in second, a couple of three places behind. And in am, Mark Varmi on pole position again. So that's two points for him. He extends his lead in the championship back to 15 points. Uh, so it's going back Backwards and forwards, Scott Noble won this morning. He'll start from second in the arm position. Were there any penalties thrown? Uh, at the, it'll be at the bottom of the uh, qualifying uh, results. I don't think there were any penalties th thrown this morning. Uh, it was just... Oh, there we are. Uh, fastest lap uh, causing a red flag. They were lost all times. OK, they were done. That was before. That's fine. So what we do get then um, is the guys who started at the back uh, earlier on today because they had their times disallowed of course they have uh, uh, they have had times in the race itself i reckon we've got 35 cars on the grid james mccann and grady willingham right at the back with michael Merritt uh, in 33rd tom balamis in that multicolored stripe car is in 32nd for kelly moss john gets good run for john this morning uh, is in 31st. These are all AM runners. And Bob Muller will start for the Octavo Tequila Racing Machine in 30th position. Stand by for action. Nick Tandy alongside me, John Hindorf. The final race action of our live broadcast weekend from Porsche Rennsport 7 reunion. Two more races for Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup in 2023 after this one. And they'll be at Kota. The green flag's waving. It's a really good start by Will Martin as he gets a good jump down towards the first corner. Here comes Riley Dickinson around the outside. He tracked the pole sitter all the way down. Two wide, three four four deep as they come through and Riley Dickinson's got two Michelins on the dirt on the right hand side Alex Sedgwick in the red white and black car tries to come through on the inside it's Will Martin who's got the whole shot little bit of bodywork being thrown up there from one of the cars Sean Varwick right in amongst it as well as he was coming through now I hope that's not part of the front splitter on one of those cars because that is absolutely crucial turn five We've got a car going wide. I think that was Michael McCarthy. We'll see in just a moment. Turn six, precise turning required here. And that's not easy when you've got side-by-side -side action. It was Mike McCarthy. I can see him dropping back a little bit there in the number seven with the, the Kelly Moss car with the pink on the machine. But at the front of the field, a good start and a bit of redemption, Nick Tandy for our champion-elect Riley Dickinson. Strong move early on, tried the outside manoeuvre, didn't work, but he's established himself in second place. What happened down at turn five? Dan Clark, I think it was, getting into the Michael McCann car that just pushed the number seven wide further up the field. That might have been Jason Hart, I think, that was 
all four Michelins off. Well, are you, are you pleased to sit there and not racing out there? Well, it was a much cleaner start than this morning. Uh, great first lap from Will Martin and actually a great, great jump from the inside line. Both Will and uh, Riley Dickinson getting the jump on on um, Alex Cedric to the to the to the first corner of turn two. Um, well, you've been racing against your team. JTR's been racing uh, against Will Martin, of course, in Porsche Carrera Cup GB. Yes, Will has made a, a guest appearance back in Carrera Cup GB, where he was racing the last couple of years. Um, he came to one of the crack operations, JTR, the team uh, team champions from back in 2018. Did a great job, finished second in, in both races in Porsche Carrera Cup GB on, his, uh, on, a, on, a, on a weekend off, let's say. Um, yeah, and he's looking good, looking good this weekend. Had a good gap in qualifying. Uh, he's gapped uh, the field, probably got a second up to eight tenths now uh, at the end of the first lap. So, yeah. What's he like as a character? What's he like to work with? He's a very smart guy. You can see this. He's very determined. Um, I like the way he goes racing. You know, he's got good uh, aggressive style and, and likes to compete. Um, and he's obviously got speed as well. Obviously, first year in America, learning learning new circuits, running a car with ABS, which is different to how how he's used to running the Carrera Cup cars in in Europe. But uh, yeah, it's 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 I, been a good season. I presume it's easier to go from not having ABS to ABS rather than the other way around. I would imagine so. Yes, because the ABS is it's a great feature. Obviously, it gives you more stopping capability for the cars. It gives you a safety net. Um, when you're running without ABS, it's sometimes a lot, a lot easier to make mistakes. Um, it makes passing possibly a little bit easier when the cars don't have all the same kind of braking potential. Uh, but it does mean that we there is there's less chance for mistakes and hopefully more cars on track with, with the ABS system. And the region Porsche Motorsport North America, by the way, ticked that box on the options list for the Carrera Cup, the 992 cars, was that their thinking is that the career drivers who are coming up through this series will move on to GT4 or GT3, which, of course, GT3 will be at the Mon next year, and that does have a sophisticated ABS system. Efren Castro, by the way, uh, in the 65, up to 17th position for Kelly Moss and leading Pro-Am. He's got Nick Bull and Jake Pedersen, two pro cars, between himself and the GMG racing machine of Kyle Washington. That's the blue and yellow car. Uh, Mark Kavami and Scott Noble are absolutely locked together coming down through the uh, through the corkscrew there the cars with the yellow numbers on red numbers for the pro cars green numbers for the pro am yellow numbers for the ams and they're coming down to the final corner now that championship in am still very much in the balance and Unless one of them has an absolute nightmare between now and the end of the season, I reckon that will go down to the last race, possibly the last corner of the last race, uh, at quarter in a few weeks' time, where this series will support Formula One. And they are going uh, nose to tail now. The purple, yellow and white car is Mark Vivarmi. He is the uh, team leader and team owner of MDK Motorsports. Scott in the blue and white car is the next car back. Huge grid here, 35, and this is by no means the biggest uh, means that the biggest we've had. We've had 50 cars this season, Nick, in this championship. This 992 Cup car has really moved the game on for uh, Carrera Cup and Super Cup around the world. It's a very sophisticated machine. It's a fantastic race car, and one make racing. It's always close racing. You can see the action on track. It's uh, it, it's really good that, that, that when the driver makes a difference. It's uh, it's. Um, when the driver's making the difference, it's, it, it gives you a chance to, to, to prove yourself, and I think it's, uh, it's an equal playing field and, and it entices people to come racing. You know, the, the sprint style, the 40-minute the races, it's a good duration on track, lots of track time and lots of action. And also teaching the drivers what they're going to need to know when, they're, uh, when they move on through their sports car and endurance racing careers there's an element of tyre management here because you start this is quite a long race for a, a single manufacturer championship you start full you're managing your mission and tyres that's kind of like a stint getting on 40 minutes 45 minutes getting towards a stint of GT racing in other championships it is it's a decent race and there is an aspect of tyre management I know from from qualifying there was there's tyres left over from qualifying yeah. because it was a 
you know, a, 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 I think it was a wet drying session. And so basically all the cars are starting on fresh tyres for this race. But it is a, a tyre management thing. You know, the, there is limitations to the amount of camber and the amount of pressures uh, that you can run in the tyre as a safety aspect from Michelin. And once the tyre the pressure comes up to, a, to a, over a, a, an optimal level, which will happen probably as early as halfway through this race, um, there is a lot of tyre degradation. And the guides will know this. We want to be protecting the car, protecting the tyre from the beginning to hopefully hang on to something towards the end. Shea Adam is in her more natural habitat for the longer races. Normally sits where Nick is at the moment. She's down in the pit lane. Meatball flag is out and being displayed. That's the mechanical black flag for car number 28, Bob Mueller. His driver's side door has popped open. That's got to be unpleasant, Nick. Uh, you do not want a door open in any race car. That's dangerous. It's suboptimal, Nick, is it? It's distracting as well, more than anything else, because the, the natural thing you want to do is to lean forward and try and drag it close. Yes, well, I imagine there's been contact at some point, because uh, for sure, you know, you wouldn't have started the race with a door open. The, uh, they have carbon fibre doors, and obviously, you know, if there's damage to it, it could have bent the, uh, the, the catch and the, the handle, and, um, yeah, there's obviously a problem going on there. Still half an hour to go. We'll have a quick look at Bob Mueller's car as he heads into the lake bed now. Uh, Will Martin with a second and a half on Riley Dickinson. Alex Hegswick has just dropped back a little bit. So that's two Brits in the top three. Alex coming back to motor racing after a little while away in that JDX car. He's working with PT Autosports to bring new people into motorsports, both behind the wheel and behind the scenes. Really interesting concept from the guys at PT. And Alex is running very well here this weekend. Tom Sargent in fourth. He's about five seconds away from the leader at the moment. Yeah, I'm just seeing, John, I think we saw some debris on the start of the first lap out of turn three, and it looks like it's come from uh, the car of Alex Cedric. It looks like he's missing his front splitter, which oh. is obviously holding holding back his pace and, and creating this uh, this logjam behind, letting the front two to disappear. It's, it's, a, it's a rubber lip, almost, that is an interference fit with two screws on the edge of the uh, on the edge of the front splitter itself but that is absolutely essential to manage air at the front of the car and he'll be absolutely uh, rooting the front tyres yes you can see his mid corner pace here with Tom Sargent right behind looking for the inside line he can't be struggling to get the car rotating Tom, uh, mid corner and, and yeah Tom's all over him for a way past Sargent great uh, run this morning, picked up the pieces when those around failed down into turn five waves left, waves right, but that red, white and black car is the cork in the bottle at the moment, so behind Cedric we've got Sergeant in the blue and white car, Sean Varwig Speedy Dan Clark, yes the man who used to run IndyCar that's the uh, yellow and green car, Jimmy Libra and Mike McCarthy is recovering as well there's the 28 car that we mentioned earlier on. Driver's cut door was a problem. They've sorted it out, and the, the cork in the bottle has popped at the corkscrew. How appropriate. Yeah, Cedric, I mean, with the with the front spitter gone, he's going to be struggling under braking. It looked like he kind of outbraked himself at the top of the hill there. And Tom Sargent, our race one winner from this morning, is through. Sargent up from Australia with McElroy Racing, also from that part of the world looking to make a name for themselves in this championship so just a yeah simple outbreaking uh, issue then and couldn't get the car turned exactly that yeah loss of downforce on the front axle lack of braking lack of turn <laughs> and nearly some more contact down the hill between the the two cars following i think that was sean Var uh, trying the uh, off-track line we saw that a few years ago in indycar time now, Tom Sargent in third position. Sedgwick's holding on to fourth. That's uh, Dan Clark, I think, that's nipped through into fifth. Yes, it has. He took advantage of the skirmish at the corkscrew last time around. Will Martin leads by 2.3 seconds from Riley Dickens in second. That's JDX number nine, the black and gold car. Now, this is a moment or two ago at turn one. And this is this... Oh, dear me. It's not been a good day for Michael McCarthy. That's the second time he's had all four Michelins on the dirt, getting on the outside of the corner. There are rules about leaving people room, Nick, but ultimately, if you're on the outside, you always got to be wary that you're going to get gently ushered off the yeah, side of the circle. You've really got to be fully alongside, um, you know, unless 
the, the, the car in front, obviously, then, you know, you've got to take the, the racing line and um, sometimes the, the track runs out of room. Wilmot leading by a comfortable 2.2 seconds with 26 minutes still to go. Nick Tandy and John Hindorf at the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Second and final round of the Rensport Reunion 7 weekend. We're at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seg, a new pavement here which has changed the character of this racetrack a little bit. It's a lot smoother than it used to be. And the lap times, well, we've annihilated the lap record. We've taken over a second out of it. It used to belong to uh, Trent, Trent Nestet, and I suspect that it will go down even further this weekend as well in this race. Yeah, but interestingly, John, the, the lap times are currently a bit slower than we were this morning, even with a, a damp track, but obviously the temperature has now come up, so the track's probably given up less grip. Um, we've got Will Martin out front at the moment with a 23.9 best lap, which is just half a tenth shy of the lap record set this morning, so the pace is strong. Um, it'll be interesting to see now. Tom, Tom Sargent, I think, is third place uh, after getting past Alex Sedgwick, what sort of pace he can, he can have. He's just put in his best lap of the race. Um, see if he can close down on the, the leading pair. Obviously, JTR have been super successful down through the years in uh, this category back in the UK. What What is the key? We've got a spinner down at turn five and feeding in the... Oh, OK, that is... Uh, that. Oh, there's somebody off the circuit as well. So that is the multicoloured car that had the problem this morning for Tom Balamis. And that's... I've got got a feeling, is that the 63? I think it's Mike Merritt of McCann Racing. Yes, it is. He goes right. That's the one with the tangerine on it. And then Tom Balamis. Now, did he spin in sympathy? And in fact, I think we also got James McCann going off in the 83, the GT Silver car. Am I, am I right in saying that GT Silver is still the colour that they are originally supplied in these cars, Nick? Yes, every, every Porsche Cup GT3 that comes from the factory comes in the same colour, and that is silver. <laughs> Any colour you like, as long. Will Martin at the head of the field. I was going to ask you, what can you do as a team? This is spec racing. Nothing you can do with the car right now. There's no tools inside the car uh, other than... Uh, is there a brake rise on this car? Um, other than that, the driver has got what he's got. But what can you change as a team? Where can you help your driver uh, in terms of setup? Yeah, so it's, this is one of the keys of, of a driver in this series. It's not just about driving, it's also about working with a team. And there are certain limitations to what you're allowed to change on the cars. Things like springs and dampers are fixed. So this takes away right. uh, this takes away the development costs, this sort of thing, from and, and teams having to carry around multiple dampers and springs to circuits. You can change your basic geometry, so your turns, your cambers, your ride heights, things like this. Your, your rear wing is adjustable, so you can move your aero balance. Um, and obviously a key for a driver is, is figuring out what they need for their driving style and the team then working with them to figure out how each each driver needs a car that's set up slightly differently based on their, their driving. So there's a lot that goes into it and you know, a, a lot that the team can do to help each driver. It's like Travis Wiley just got... Oh, no, he's sitting right in behind uh, Michael McCarthy uh, in ninth and 10th position. Dan Clark with a row of Porsches behind him, Dan sitting in fourth position, and basically fourth down to about 11th or 12th are all within striking distance of each other, that might have been a bad choice of words there Hindhoff, maybe take that, they are all within sight of each other, let's say and this circuit has provided some great GT racing down through the years, what are your favourites Nick? Laguna's a great circuit, I mean it's, it's it used to be frustratingly abrasive with not a lot of grip, I'm 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 looking forward to running the, the new surface. This is for sure. Because um, we came just before it was ripped ripped up and the, resurfaced. The, the IMSA race was, or the IMSA sports car WeatherTech race was the last last round before the the track could resurface yet. So um, yeah, it was. It, it, it's a it's a great flowing circuit, but um, yeah, often frustrating. And the dust gets on the circuit as well in places, which uh, creates unexpected grip conditions and, and excessive tyre so, so it's a, it's a rollercoaster. In terms of the cars that you drive, which are the GTP, the Porsche Penske Motorsport 963s, will, I mean, 
will you have to throw away everything in terms of data that you learned this year when you come back next time to the circuit? Or will you at least use a baseline setup and then try and modify from there? It pretty much, you will be learning straight again. It's, wow. uh, it's, it's, oh, we got a spinner down at the Andretti hairpin. Looks like there was contact down there in the middle of the turn. Almost a decent flick turn, but not quite. Don't roll onto the gravel, and if you do, don't spin the wheels. Don't spin the wheels. Gently, gently, please. He's looking to get out of that. And was there a little bit of assistance there? I think there was. Yes, there absolutely was. And uh, that was Kyle Washington and Chris Balomo who came together. Chris in the grey and copper-coloured car. Not sure he was quite there on yeah. the inside there. It looks like he's kind of drifted up a bit mid-corner. Um, there's just been contact, but, I mean, that was the fight for the, the final podium position in, in the Pro-Am class. So, obviously, uh, yeah, a, a position to be fought for. Mark Kavame has got a second and a half on Scott Noble. This is very good news for his championship chase. They're in uh, 24th and 25th overall, but still this line of cars from just outside the podium positions all the way down to just outside the top 10. Now, is this a one-groove track? Is this a one-line track? And if so, what are these guys planning and scheming right now, Mick? Yeah, often when a track gets resurfaced, the, 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 the racing groove does rubber in a lot quicker than, than the rest of the circuit. Um, I'm not totally sure about how this, this repave has been holding up, but uh, it was a bit like this morning when when uh, the track was, was wet on the, <laughs> off the line and dry on. It's a single, single groove track, but yeah, to pass, you've obviously got to go offline at any point unless somebody makes a mistake. So yeah, you pick your breaking point and hope for the best of all the time. Thomas Murrell and Nicky Hayes side by side there and Tom just uh, getting the worst of that one as he continued he did get a bit of dust on the tyres a bit of gravel in his travel there which he probably didn't expect back to our leader 2.6 seconds this has been a very measured and controlled race from pole position albeit but you've got to execute when the opportunity arises. Riley Dickinson threw from third to second in those opening exchanges, is now 3.4 seconds back. He provisionally has the championship all summoned up in that number 53 car. Not on the podium this morning, and in fact, did a non-finish. That was his first non-finish for over a season and a half, and his first time off the podium for well over a season as well. Efren Castro sits at the lead of the prime category with the blue and red number 65 and he's had a decent run up he's up to 18th position jason hart has just gone by him for mtk motorsport but that wasn't a class battle so he again right now provisionally is champion with his nearest competitor uh, marco cironi not at the races this weekend marco we wish you well hopefully see you at a racetrack again as soon as possible. So Will Martin controlling things at the front of the field. Riley Dickinson, Nick, has, has really focused in this year. He's a young lad. He's only 21, just turned 21. But he's already in his... This is, I think, his fourth or fifth season uh, of this type of racing. So he's got a lot of experience. Obviously, he's looking already looking forward to the Porsche young driver shootout and that can literally change a driver's life it can absolutely you know Riley's done a fantastic job this season uh, clearly you know his points situation at the moment uh, yeah champion with, with two rounds to spare uh, amazing job but yeah so one of these drivers will have the chance to go for the international scholarship which is um, you know, based from Porsche in Germany um, and the winner of this each there will be a candidate from each Carrera Cup around the world and the winner of the International Scholarship going for the season of Super Cup. We'll talk a little bit about Mark, that in a moment and what that could do. The battle for the Ablade, and this is the battle at the front of the championship. The purple car is Kavame, he was the leader, but Scott Noble is on a heck of a roll. The momentum that he has had since the middle of the season, he's been nearly perfect since the first race at Road America. Wins, pulls, fastest laps... 
He hasn't had the two poles here this weekend, but it looks like he may get the second pole. Tiny mistake by Mark there, trying to go a little bit too defensively and maybe off that rubbered in racing line. Yeah, absolutely, John. You know, they were battling hard down into two. It looks like Varmi's been laid on the brakes. I'm assuming that Noble's, you know, had him under pressure for the last couple of laps. And uh, finally, he's got, managed to, to pressure him enough into making a mistake, just breaking a little bit too late. And Noble making a great move up the inside. He came into uh, this weekend with uh, 18 points between them. It uh, went uh, down to it went out to 20, then it's gone back down to 13 as it stands right now. Battle pack uh, further down the pro field. See Alex Sedgwick in the red, white, and black car. He's in behind Jimmy Libre for MDK Motorsports. As uh, that's about half of the pro field sitting in behind each other. I just want to go back to that young driver, the International Young Driver Scholarship, Nick. You've been um, involved with Porsche for a very long time. Your start in motorsport was um, different, if not unique, from most of the people we talked to. We've got a bit of side-by-side -side action in the six, which is always going to take my attention. I think we've got through that all right. Yes, we have. You started on dirt ovals and mini stocks. But what, what does it mean to a young driver as the Nola Sport car is fighting back at the moment for Tom Merrill and Bailey Hall as they come through? Um, what does it mean to a young driver to get into the good books, if you will, to get into uh, the Porsche family and have them mentor you through that part of your career? It's a huge opportunity. You know, you've got everything is kind of laid out in front of you. The, the hard bit about it is then doing being the guy that, that gets the chance to do this you know and it's 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 tough you know there is there is lots of people obviously lots of drivers lots of career cups around the world um, going for these these junior places in from a from an international point of view um, and the Porsche Super Cup obviously being the, the international Carrera Cup let's say but with these exact same cars uh, but if you if you do a good job, uh, you know you win races and you win championships. Then uh, you know there there is people watching and people like Porsche that, that need drivers and are going to potentially ask you to go and race their cars in the future. Is it a good time to be a sports car endurance racing driver? <laughs> well, you. I mean, no. It's a serious question because we've had we have lean years in sports car racing at the moment it seems like every manufacturer in the world wants to have a, a prototype program and a gt program and go out and take those classes at the morning and in yeah you're absolutely right i think we're in a boom you know it's period for the sport hopefully so with so many new manufacturers in in lmdh and lmh um, and also with gt3 kind of combining regulations across across the across the world it's a it's a great place for for the sport and Drivers, teams, um, you know, it's, it's, it really is a great place, place to race. 13 minutes to go. It's Nick Tandy with me, John Hindoff in the booth. Shea Adam is down in the pit lane with an update. You guys were talking about the international effect of this series and below to one of our international best friends, the voice of Porsche Career Cup, Australia Crailsey, who's tuned in. I met a friend of Crailsey's, that would be Roy Hall, father of Bailey, a little bit earlier on. And he little bit of their travel schedule. Now, Bailey making his series debut here in North America earlier on today, racing here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, and then at Circuit Americas to end the season. But in between there, he is racing last weekend at Sandown, this weekend here at Laguna, next weekend at Mount Panorama, which he lands on Wednesday to go do the track walk. He leaves immediately after this race. And then a couple weeks later, the week after Coda, he's racing at the Gold Coast. So John Bailey Hall getting a lot of experience into the wonderful tracks. Is that on the track here? We've just had a spinner. Jake Pedersen has gone around. And uh, spread a bit of gravel on the track at the uh, final corner. Uh, I noticed Harry King's going to be part of that uh, Carrera Cup race, supporting the Bathurst 1000 next weekend as well. Again, a driver that you'll know very well from his exploits in uh, the Porsche, Carup, Porsche Carrera Cup. Carup. See, that's just a quick way of saying it. Porsche Carrera Cup uh, in the UK. I wish them all well. A very special place. Uh, the Mount Panorama Circuit of Bathurst, New South Wales. Looking forward to going back there in February next year for the 12 hours. Not based in Bathurst, have you? Not been to Australia, 
I've really uh, I, I, the, the thousand the big race the great race yeah fantastic would love to have a chance to go that's right up your street though, absolutely you know, the, the supercars and uh, that's it's a race that I watched uh, as a child on TV you know so uh, yeah but it's, it's just never come across my kind of calendar to ever go there go back there with GT and race there uh, maybe, maybe, maybe one day. It's never really taken my fancy, to be honest, John. I like my racing in the States. Mm-hmm. Do a bit of the Nürburgring. Um, and ca- occasionally get to race at home even nowadays. Yes. Really? Very nice. We're down into the last 11 minutes. That was the voice of Nick Tandy. Porsche factory driver. Sitting next to me, John Hindorf, in our global broadcast centre. It's just come down a little bit at the front of the field, only by half a second or thereabouts in the last couple of laps. Will Martin uh, very much uh, holding on to a comfortable lead. That's come down again. Oh, now, that's come down quite a lot. That's half a second. Tom Sargent's just put his fastest lap of the race in. It was a 25-1 for Martin last time around, a 24-4. Now, with 10 minutes left, I'm not... Right now, Nick, I'm not seeing that this is anything to worry about for the JDX racing driver, but he needs to keep a weather eye on this because it looks like Riley's picking his pace up whilst the leader is actually just letting it slide a little bit. There could have been a bit of traffic. I've noticed, you know, the cars have been catching the slower cars at the back of the grid and going through traffic. If you get held up at the corkscrew, for example, it's an easy half-second loss. So I think Will's, you know, he's driven an exemplary race so far out front. Um... Both Will and Riley stretching out at the start, making a good gap whilst uh, the others were, were squabbling. And, um, yeah, it's been a decent run, like you say, from Tom Sargent since he since he got past uh, Alex Sedgwick at the, at the earlier in the race. And, uh, yeah, looking good for, an, for another podium to complement his, uh, his great win this morning. Actually, I was talking to his coach or somebody who's been helping him out uh, recently, M- Maddie Campbell, oh. one, of my, uh, one of my colleagues at Porsche Motorsport, Porsche Penske Motorsport. Um, and he was saying, yeah, just how, how well that Tom had come on and, and what a great result that was for him this morning. Well, Matty absolutely knows how to drive one of these cars. He's been an absolute star. And, and perfect example is what we were talking about uh, before, of coming up through the Porsche ranks. The GTP squad of drivers, both in IMSA and uh, in the FIA World Endurance Championship, the, the majority of drivers have had Porsche GT experience. Yes, absolutely. I think anything you can drive at any point uh, gives you experience, and it's, it's great to see not just Porsche, but a lot of uh, the LMDH, the, all the prototype manufacturers, also giving uh, the GT stars of the world, if you like, a chance in other cars. Uh, Efren Castro just off the circuit on the last corner and kicking up a bit of dirt. That was our leader in the... Pro-Am category, Jason Hart had gone by him. Stefan Radzinski was close to him uh, as they went across the line. Uh, He's moving, that's the main thing. I can see him tracking around the circuits on the track. Under eight minutes to go. And Riley Dickinson has brought it down to 2.6 seconds at the head of the field. Barely a tenth between the two lap times last time around. Tom Sargent is a further nine seconds further back. Efren Castro continues to lead in Pro-Am. PJ Hyatt in the dark grey AO car. The Kelly Moss Racing run machine. The number 23 is in second. Chris Palombo, after that little rubbing his racing incident earlier on, has uh, established himself in third in Pro-Am. Scott Noble has pulled out 2.2 seconds on Mark Kavami. If they finish like this... With Scott having the fastest lap, that would be a, that would be seven points between them, unofficially and very provisionally, because arithmetic was never my thing. Double period on Friday afternoon. Guess how many times I was there. And so that is how they would go into the final weekend. It looks as though Castro is fine. Tom Balama is pulling out of the way. Tom Balamis, excuse me, uh, pulling out of the way to let faster cars go through, including. The battle for that uh, pro am category, uh, that am category, excuse me. There's the gap with Scott doing a great job. How much for any driver, and particularly a non pro driver, Nick? And you've worked with non pros in your career uh, when you've uh, 
been a mentor to them. How much is confidence and that momentum once they get the belief that they can win and they can win on a consistent basis? How important is that, particularly when you're mounting a championship charge? I think it's massive. It's confidence and it's giving. It's it's learning that. You know, it's. I've always said if you expect to win, you probably. Well, you might do. If you expect to lose, you will lose. This is the thing. So it's, it's having that mindset and, and just being you know, mentally ready to, to go and run at the front of the field. I think you just kind of get used to it. Well, Scott's had a cracking that second half of the season. Started off really well, actually. He won at Sebring and then had a bit of a lean time. Then he got a couple of second places at Watkins Glen. And then the pulls, the wins and the fastest lap just came in a flood and that has continued through to the end of the season and hitting form at the right time is part of winning any championship whether it's stick and ball sports or in motor racing effectively it's a league isn't it and you've got to come out and perform in every single fixture that you go out in oh and Efren Castro's off again that's at turn three now he'll be fortunate to keep that going don't spin those back michelins there goes scott noble so that's the lead and much much more gone from efren castro what's happened here on his own nick just lost the back end of the car yeah i don't know if he's turned in off the off the side of the track on the gravel or what it'd be interesting to see a view into the corner but um yeah obviously lost the rear on entry ended up in the gravel on the exit so that means, I reckon now, that PJ Hyatt in the Kelly Moss Dark green car just gone through the corkscrew with the white AO branding on the side. I reckon he's our new leader in Pro-Am. Chris Palomo will be second. Moise Oretsky will have come through into third position, perhaps. If not, he's going to be very close. Now, let's see where... There is the... Or Kelly Moss Racing Car just coming to the Mission Foods bridge now. Is that black or is it dark green? Hard to tell. It's dark green, isn't it? Fantastic colour in the afternoon sunshine. So PJ, he's been driving some of his classic cars and he's got some great cars to bring out here. Are you going any of the older cars this weekend? I have not, John. Unfortunately. But you would have. It had, if asked... Asked to drive a, 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 a great racing car or a 956. Yeah, you've had a go. Yeah. Probably. Or it would be better today, though, in the sunshine than, than yesterday in the cold and the, and the wet. That was very un-Laguna Seca-like, I would have said. You've got to have a word with Pat Long. He hogs the best drives for himself. <laughs> Don't blame him. You could do that when you're Grand Marshal, I suppose. What what Porsches have you not drive driven uh, that you would like to drive? Oof. In terms of race cars, I think I've been lucky enough to drive. I haven't driven the RS Spider. Have you not? I don't. Sorry, have you not? I haven't. <laughs> um, never had the opportunity. So I've been lucky enough to drive pretty much all of them. I would say the the, the GT1, the oh right, the 19, let's say the 98, yeah. yeah, that was that were probably the most amazing car. It was incredible uh, to think that it was you know a 20 year old car and when I drove it it felt like it was an absolute brand new machine you can see why the thing won, won at Le Mans you, you also drove the um, ultimate iteration of the 919 as well didn't you I did indeed the Evo it was a fantastic car but I mean interestingly John with two minutes to go it looks like Will Martin is going to catch a clump of back markers at the back um, Riley Dickinson's just just fallen off the pace a little bit back to almost three seconds at the moment but whether this will close up with two two minutes to go uh, he's catching a wee clump of cars. It's where he catches them. Now, he's on the straight at the moment. And as he comes across the line, Riley Dickinson will see this and be cursing his look that he's not a little bit closer to the back of the leaders. It won't happen for the leader down into the Andretti hairpin. And all of a sudden, you almost see the body language of Riley's car pick up there. He break really late into the Andretti hairpin. One down for our leader next up will be the number 32 that was John Getz who's a very savvy arm driver uh, Carl Washington GMG Racing is the next car ahead in the multicoloured machine it's the number 32 and he's 6th in prime at the moment then Jake Pedersen who had that spin earlier on for Raiden Racing 
Uh, he might have slightly less than happy Michelin tyres after he was on the dirt. Now, this is Riley Dickinson's opportunity. He's got to get past that car in front of him. Meantime, coming down to the final corner. It'll be white flag next time around, I reckon. Porsche Carrera Cup, Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup, North America. Second race at Laguna Sega. Will Martin by three seconds. Efren Castro, he goes across the line with Moise Aretsky not got past him. So Efren in third position. He will not be happy with that. And there is one car. Is there a car there that he can get by Efren? No, there's no Pro-Am cars within striking distance. So I don't think it'll be any better than third. PJ Hyatt and Chris Belomo look nailed on for the top two steps of the box in Pro-Am. This has been a very measured drive, Nick Tandy, by Will Martin. He's qualified on pole position, so did the job in the qualifying session and has turned that into a victory. A fantastic weekend, yeah, really dominant, like you say, qualifying on pole with a decent margin, pole position for both races. Obviously an unfortunate incident at the start of race one, but he's driven an absolutely measured race this time, out front the whole race, got the pace, got the fastest lap of the race. Uh, yeah, fantastic drive from Will Martin. Shows a bit of character that he put the first race out of his mind. You've got to do that if you're going to be a pro driver. Even if you keep going, you're not going to make everything up with the next corner, for yeah, example. exactly. Just reset. You know, there's another race coming. Uh, you're always unsure if, you know, there's new parts going on the car, if everything's going to be exactly as it was before. So the team have done a great job to repair it. And, um, yeah. He's on his way to the flag. Well, we don't know what Will's plans are for next year, but if he's coming back, you've got to think of him as a championship contender. And it will be the fifth different winner of the 2023 season. JDX have the big trophy, and so does Will Martin. That was actually nice driving there as well, because he didn't try and overtake the two cars ahead of them who are fighting for position. He's allowing them to have another lap, so they'll continue their battle as they're having their own little personal scrap. Riley Dickinson, a bit of redemption for Riley this morning. His unblemished records not being held through the season, but another podium finish for him ahead of this morning's winner, Tom Sargent in third. Dan Clark, another top five finish for the Brit and the Nola Sport riser. Nicholas team from Ryan Yardley making up the top five Jimmy Libra again a good top ten finish from Jimmy quietly making his way through a sixth and the rest of the top ten Sean Varwick, Wiley, uh, Travis Wiley Mike Cooper and Alex Sedgwick he'll be disappointed Michael McCarthy off the track a couple of times in 11 Bailey Hall in his first weekend uh, had a top ten finish seventh this morning from memory and 13th this afternoon. PJ Hyatt has taken Pro-Am ahead of Chris Belomo in second. Scott Noble wins and has the fastest lap in Am. That is going to cut that 13-point lead uh, down to seven points. I did it on my fingers just to tell, and Nick is giggling alongside me because I actually did, just to check. Unofficially uh, down to seven points then as we go into the final two races supporting the FIA Formula 1 at Grand Prix at the Circuit of the Americas that's a great circuit for this track think what you want about Formula 1 racing there but these cars run very well indeed Nick, thank you very much for being with us thank you, you very much that? for having me I enjoyed that very much well done to all the winners so right at the end of the race action at turn number 11 that's one of the Nola Sport cars that got turned around is that Tom Merrill in the distance in the 17 car uh, the no it's yes it was Tom Merrill in the 47 car yes right God said the wrong number but it was indeed Thomas Merrill can't take anything away either from the, our pro-arm leader PJ Hyatt in the very dark forest green AO machine benefited from Efren Castro spinning out Chris Belomo in between those two will be on the second step of the podium and in Am it's another victory the Scott Noble roller coaster ride of a season has become a road roller he's steamrolling his way back to Mark Kavami and the gap just seven points 
between those two. Third position, John Getz on the podium for Wright Motorsports. Scott coming back into the pit lane or the back of the paddock in that immaculately turned out blue and white number 10 car from MDK Motorsports. One, two again for MDK. Mark Kavami cannot keep coming second to Scott Noble if he's going to retain his championship in AM this year. Will Martin comes back to the paddock. All results provisional until post-race technical inspection. But for now, we can congratulate the British driver, Will Martin, who is atop the podium the fifth different winner that we've had this year. It's been a championship that's been dominated by Riley Dickinson in second, who is our champion-elect provisional, call it what you will. He can't be caught at the moment, but as somebody reminded me, you can't get docked points in championships. So we'll wait. So we'll wait till the end of the final race for that. Shea Adam is down in the pit lane. And Will Martin, as he reviews his helmet, we don't often get the chance to talk to our winners live. The golden bib is there. And Will Martin discussing life with his team. The team belonging to Jeremy Dale and Harrison Briggs, supported by Porsche Columbus. He doesn't look like he's done 40 minutes, does he? That's very annoying. It looks very fresh, yeah. <laughs> very fresh indeed, and this is quite a physical track. Shea Adam down with our fifth different winner of the season for Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Will Martin, race winner once again, but this time it's at Laguna Seca. What was it like to just take it from the pole? You weren't even harassed out there. No, not at all. Um, you know, pole is super important to get around here, I think. Um, you know, the first race didn't go as planned, but, you know, things happened. But, yeah, we came back and redeemed ourselves for this race, so I'm super pleased with how it went. Um, the team have just consistently done a great job all year round, so massive thank you to them. And what is it about second races that you seem to just come to the front? And, I mean, it was the second race at uh, Laguna. Uh, sorry, second race, yeah, Laguna, second race Watkins, second race Long Beach. It's, it's just these second races. Yeah, I know. Uh, lucky second, I guess. I don't know. But um, hopefully we'll carry this on to Kota. Good luck in Circuit of the Americas. Thank you. I might be able to count the championship points, but I can't... I might be able to count the championship points, but I can't ca count the race victories for Will. Uh, he has had a race uh, race wins this season, so he, we still have already had four race winners working too hard on the championship points in and there. Thank you to Nick Tandy who has been our guest in the Global Broadcast Centre here for the second race of the weekend. Two more races to go. We'll have them live for you on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV as they support the FIA Formula One World Championship in the Circuit of the Americas. What a weekend at Rensport. What a weekend. Laguna Seca with nine 11s of every vintage from its 60 years and we've had a few slightly different Porsches as well Justin Bell didn't get the result he wanted we've had a Porsche party par excellence to celebrate the 60th birthday of uh, 911 and the 75th birthday of Porsche motor cars. On behalf of Nick and Shay and all of our production team, I'm John Hindorf. Thanks for being with us. We've enjoyed your company. Bye bye. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to Imsa Radio wherever you get your podcasts.